0: Hey, Scott. Yes, Adam. Is that Daisy Duck giving me these sex eyes? The sexiest eyes. Mm. Are you into ducks? Yes.
1: Coming to you almost live from Marvin Atkins Toontown. This is the Unknown Studio. I'm Scott. I am Adam, and we are your Technicolor hosts. It's true. Yes, we are finally available in Technicolor. Though you can't see it because this is an audio record. But if you could, vibrancy. We spent a great deal of money on a technology that you are never going to see. It's true,
0: because we're idiots. <laughs> um, I just wanted to say that. Uh, So we've got a great show for you tonight, uh, today, tonight. Actually, depending on when you're listening to this, because it is a podcast after all. So tonight, this afternoon, this morning, our show is wonderful. Um, But before we get into our interview, I want to talk a little bit about an old website called theEdmontonian.com. I'm familiar
1: with the Edmontonian.
0: Are you familiar with the fact that it no longer exists? I'm also
1: familiar with that fact, yes.
0: Yes, it's, it's sad.
1: It's been a while, actually, since it existed.
0: Yeah, it's, it's been off the air for a long time, and since it's been gone, the Internet has been Still, basically... a wasteland. Yeah, there's nothing going on. There's literally nothing happening on the Internet right now. But, but you know, that was a, until very recently. Yes. About a year ago, a website called The Wanderer Online appeared... And, uh, and we're gonna talk a little bit about The Wanderer today with its editor-in-chief, Emerson Chorba. Welcome to the show, Emerson.
2: Hello.
0: And uh, Emerson's right-hand lady. Uh, <laughs> can I say that? Uh, Brianna uh, Morozik, the, an editor at The Wanderer, and a lady of the world, we are calling her today.
3: That is my official title. It's my true. Yeah, nice to be here. I'm glad, I'm glad to
0: have you both on the show today. Um, really wanted to talk about why why the Wanderer exists at all.
2: Mm. So I guess uh, last year at about this time, it was just an idea kind of floating around in our heads because uh, I'd spent a year as the Students' Union VP academic and was kind of thinking we need to have more than one newspaper, more than one news source at the, at the UV.
0: This really comes out of a hate for the
2: gateway. <laughs> <laughs> Not a hate way, just a need for diversity. <laughs> <laughs> we have to frame it in a positive kind of way. That's totally fair. Uh, carry on. Yeah, so we just need something else on campus and uh, basically what happened is I was in Texas at this time last year and was just thinking, okay, I'm going to get back from this vacation and get going on the, ma- on the newspaper and then brought some friends together who are in different places on campus in fine arts and uh, poli-sci history and then let's just set an arbitrary date for July 5th and launch and see where it goes.
0: And it went. It's, gone, it's been good so far. It's gone the distance, you might say. In fact, <laughs> The Wanderer Online was nominated for a Yegi. That's true. Yeah, and very exciting for you. But we didn't win. Well, that's okay. <laughs> next year. There's next always year. next year, yeah. So, so you start this thing. It's, it's sort of a competition to the gateway. What is the focus of The Wanderer Online?
2: The focus now is providing long-form ideas, coverage of different Edmonton events, So talking about Edmonton politics, Edmonton culture, Edmonton sports and science. At the start, it was really a U of A kind of focused event or uh, like a U of A focused magazine. Yeah. So anything like research on campus to SU politics. But we quickly found out that people, for the most part, don't read that. And they're (laughs) a lot more interested in Edmonton. As a whole, much to the gateway's <laughs> chagrin, <laughs> you know, I should think. Yeah. yeah.
0: So when did you when did you start making the switch from from campus focused coverage over to city of Edmonton stuff?
3: Fairly mm. recently. Yeah. Couple months.
2: Yeah, it was probably around January, because what we did at the start of the year is fall, we had ten articles out per day, so we were going really fast. A lot of different things focused on the UVE, and then it was around January where We do these little, like every semester we'll have the different editors and writers provide their comments, like what's going well, what's not going well. And a number of people said uh, we need to focus on producing less articles and more in-depth articles. And then at the same time we're thinking, okay, there's the Journal in Edmonton, there's a Sun for Edmonton, there used to be the Edmontonian, but we need something more like that, something that has a lot of substance to it. Or that's not like a line by line by line kind of like the one or two line paragraph paragraphs that you see in, in most newspapers. Yeah. So, wa- yeah, you wanted more depth. Exactly.
0: And how was Emerson able to convince you, uh, Brianna, to join the Wanderer fray? <laughs>
3: Um, it, well, I had read The Wanderer um, before I met Emerson, so I was just um, familiar with it. I work also for Where Edmonton and local good, and so I use The Wanderer as a resource <laughs> for awesome. my own work. Um, and I'm from the U of A, I have an English background, um, so I love reading, and I really liked the long-form approach because it went in-depth, there's a little bit more of a narrative to it, um, so I had, was a reader of it beforehand, and then when I met Emerson... Um, and found out that he was the editor, I quickly became friends for my own benefit. <laughs> I'm being <laughs> used. <She laughs> <is> for, <laughs> her <laughs> for her own benefit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, as no, we, know, anyway. we know whose team you're playing. <laughs>
3: Dude, let's put it all out there. No, but, um, no, so it was something that I wanted to get involved with as a writer, um, so it was a great opportunity for that. Um, yeah, no, I really like what they're doing. I think it's a good um, alternative to the journal, which now has paywall also. That's true. Um, mm. So I think that is people search into The Wonder and read it because they don't have to pay for it. It's free. Um, and also, yeah, the long form just will provide you with a lot more than any of these short little clips. It goes a little more in-depth. Um, I think in the digital age, and with Twitter and Edmonton has a really active Twitter community, um, people are used to seeing like the 140 character kind of clips of the news, but this is a chance to go beyond that.
1: Well, and uh, when you... One of the benefits of uh, electronic media is that you you have the space... You don't have uh, X amount of inches on a newspaper to fill. You can exactly. just write 12 pages if there's 12 pages of, of substance and put it online and people will find it and read it if they want to. So
2: Exactly. And at the start, we were thinking, we're going to do a newspaper for the UFA and then quickly realized that's not happening. And then the same thing for magazines. Like We're still thinking of maybe doing a, like a semesterly, like real big magazine uh, and really going all out with it. But you know, like we don't have to spend any money on the online stuff. It's really just $100 for hosting. Uh, Apply for a few grants if you want to do any kind of projects, if you need cash here and there. But it's so flexible.
0: Have you done any of the uh, grant stuff to to make the Wanderer go yet?
2: Not yet. Uh, We've only spent $120 on on hosting so far. For the year, since July. the whole year. That's, a, yeah. that's astonishing. Yeah. yeah, It's been good. Like and
1: So low overhead, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: And the writers are all volunteer, which I think Ooh. is amazing that we're getting that good of quality of writing from people that mm-hmm. aren't getting paid for it, um, that we've been able to maintain that. I think, And I think there's some integrity there. Yeah. Um, well, and
1: also it's an opportunity for, for someone to get their work out and then exactly. maybe get and their then... foot in the door and be able to get paid to write magazine articles down the road, mm-hmm. right? Exactly, because mm-hmm.
3: yeah, you have a platform with this fairly strong readership and your name is on it. You have a byline, so I think that's great. Um, And I think going back to kind of the other question, The Wanderer has that niche kind of market with the long form, Um, kind of like working in publishing and print is dying and you know, that's gonna be no longer is what people are saying and then what's happening is all these niche magazines are the ones that are taking over like 18 Bridges, which is also out of U of A. um, They're winning all the big awards for their long form magazine, um, which I think is kind of what The Wanderer is doing for the online world
0: and maybe they will win an award next year
2: maybe
3: they will you
0: know, okay yeah. well we
2: set that goal uh, I, I, I didn't expect us this year because people on the team were all like yeah we're going to get it we're going to get it and then it's like macmail has been around for a long time they should probably <laughs> give it to him so, well, and I guess that's exactly what happened.
0: Yeah. But like I said, next, next year. year. Now you mentioned that you've got low overhead. You haven't done any of the grant stuff, mm-hmm. and it's all volunteer-driven, which is mm-hmm. really interesting. Yeah. How many uh, How many volunteers do you have providing content and support to the Wanderer?
2: Okay, so officially on paper we have seventy-five different contributors. Okay. And out of those, I'd say there's thirty people that are core. So they're providing content consistently. Uh, we can count on them to do an interview like on a one day turnaround if, if, if we're really looking for something. And it's just growing and growing slowly. And for those, like for the other 40 that are on and off, they might do something that's once uh, every month or two. But that's what we're working on doing right now because we just uh, created an editorial structure and now we can have people who have you know, ownership over politics and they can engage the really talented people we have on our team that aren't really contributing frequently.
0: Right, so y- this new ed- editorial structure, tell us a little bit about that and why you decided to introduce <laughs> it, because that's a fairly new development for the mm-hmm. Wanderer, right?
2: Yeah, because when we started off, it was really important for us to be, to have kind of a flat, flexible structure where we are being like, we, we want to have high quality, but be quick at the same time and not have to wait two weeks because an editor wants to take two weeks reading something over. so. <laughs> Basically bring in really talented people and go fast. But we've gotten bigger. We have more people on our team. We we have more projects on the go. And it was getting to the point where it's like I'm spending three hours every morning putting stuff together. And it's not good. In terms of leadership, it's bad for one person to be doing all these things. And we have talented people on the team. Let's give them more responsibility and say, hey, if you want to do this project, go for it. I'll support you in, wh- in whatever way possible. But... It's basically the st- the structure is a means to more clarity. Sure.
0: And was it was it easy to find editors for each of those sections? I mean, they were probably already among your core volunteers. Exactly. And yeah. are any of them demanding money?
2: No, no, none are demanding money. <laughs> and that's I'm always willing to talk about or to compromise on different ideas and really be open to like whatever an editor wants to pitch. But one thing is, we're not ever going to be paid. If if we're paid, that destroys the identity. Why do you think that?
0: I, I'm curious because most people who start a venture like this do it because they have they have designs to make money.
2: Well to me we write because <coughs> we care about producing high quality writing for the city. That's our goal. That's the purpose. The purpose isn't to make a profit out of it. And I think one of the things that awe's people is they'll look at the quality of the writing on The Wanderer and assume that, it's, that people are being paid, and then we say, no, we're volunteers. So then people are like, whoa, you know? But, I mean, I, I'm, not, yeah, I'm yeah. not
0: saying one way or the other that's good or bad. If it were me, I'd try to make a mint off of it and leave the country <laughs> yeah. In yeah, fairly short Fifty order. bucks. And
1: <laughs> promptly start blowing whistles from Hong Kong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Because of the Wanderers' <laughs>
0: warrantless wiretapping scheme. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's all up front. Yeah. I knew exactly. it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I totally knew it. But, but um, you know, th- then the benefit to, to your volunteers, other than... Getting to write cool stuff and getting access to events and stuff, which I do, I do want to talk about a little yep. bit later, um, is that who knows? You you might wind up getting them jobs. Like this experience could get them jobs
2: for sure. And that's
3: yeah. I was just gonna say, I think it's a Facebook scenario where you offer something for free. and then as soon as ads start appearing, the integrity goes down. Yeah, um mm. so I like right, and that was one of the so I think in this case, it goes back to integrity and the fact that people are writing this for free. Um, they're not getting paid. We don't have sponsored posts uh, when we go out and write a review on the symphony. It's not because we're getting paid to do it. It's because we have a genuine genuine interest in the symphony or whatever. Um, And exactly, I think there's other ways to build success off of this website that aren't monetary. Um, That someone who really wants to be a writer, has never written before, can't get into a publication, can post a lot of really strong content on this website, build up a portfolio, someone can look Mm -hmm. at that and they'll get a job. pitching for magazines and things like that. I went to the Words in 3D conference a few weeks ago and I uh, was talking that up and that's kind of one of the big takeaways from that conference was if you want to be a writer, if you want to do freelance, um, write for an online blog and that's a really good way to then get pitches and get things accepted by magazines for money.
0: That's actually pretty wild because I swear to God five years ago, uh, journalists working in mainstream media. We're saying we're shitting on blogs and saying don't don't write on a blog if you wanna if you wanna become a journalist. It's cool to see that that's a complete one eighty.
3: Yeah, it's definitely different, and I think that's because um, a lot of journalism is going away, or like the Edmonton <laughs> Journal, where you it's paywall now, and it's difficult to get into. Um, and with magazines or with print and publishing, it, there's smaller and smaller opportunities, so you have to get in somehow, and um, publishers and editors are aware of that, and so they are a little more accepting, and just because the quality of the content has changed.
1: I think it's safe to say as well that there were a lot of journalists who, uh, when when blogs and the internet really started to explode, felt threatened, Yeah, for and, sure. absolutely, and yeah. were they thought, yeah. kind of crapping on it because they were they saw the way the future was going and they were trying <laughs> yeah, to, trying to yeah. they were trying to hold on to what they had for as long as possible.
0: Well, yep. the and the unfortunate thing is uh even now I think I still think it'll get worse before it gets better particularly for for daily print because you know they they had this treasure trove of of this pile of money that they were able to charge uh, these rates they were able to charge people for advertising like a like a one-page ad for one day full color is like 50 grand right no one's ever gonna pay that anymore yeah. no. so what's going to happen and what, what is what has been happening is this continued correction in within the the, the print journalism category and um, uh, it's going to continue to be very very painful but I mean you've you've also got places like um, Vox and Sports Blog Nation and The Verge mm-hmm. that have taken aspects of the print model and tried to turn it into something that they could make money with online and I think I think those places are pretty successful but I also don't think that you know aside from maybe the owner of those networks I don't think anyone's making a pile of money mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit here and there or maybe I'm totally naive about that I don't know but yeah. what if what if one day advertisers come to you and say listen We're certain that you've got hundreds of thousands of readers. Um, We want to start advertising on your site, and we'll drive a Brinks truck up to your house (laughs) to do it. Like, can Emerson Chorba be bought? I will. I don't know. (laughs) Brianna will. (laughs) She'll totally sell out. Yeah.
2: For
3: I think it's going to depend. Going. um, Sorry, I'm not going to speak. Oh no. But in fact, like I think right now with print journalism, it's if you can't beat them, join them thing, and that's why they're kind of grasping to bloggers. And if it comes to a point where print totally dies out and the only forum for journalism is online
2: maybe yeah and I don't think like we'll ever get to that point where we have hundreds of thousands of readers every month because people they have their niche their niche magazines and for us like we did the top 100 most influential undergraduates of 2013 playing off time magazine and we had 10,000 uh, readers, the day out, like that, that day it launched. Holy shit! So that 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 was good, but those spikes come every so often, and then it kind of dies back down. And I think you know, people in Edmonton they'll go to the sun if the sun's their thing, and those people are not going to read the Wanderer. And really, and they, well, why not? <laughs> yeah.
0: Aren't you guys going to do a Wanderer girl or <laughs> <laughs> or wa- Wanderer yeah. girl and Wanderer boy? That'd be amazing. Mm,
2: we we've one thing we'll do in September is top thirty most eligible bachelors and bachelorettes on campus. Oh my god! So that's going to be huge for readership. That'd
0: be awesome if that correlated with like a new influx of STIs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The you couldn't plan that better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Single-handedly <laughs> infecting all of campus—that <laughs> would be incredible. That sounds really cool. What other what other sort of um, uh, features or bits of content are you guys planning mm. that you can that you can share with us? That
2: sure. Could... Uh, so there's three things, uh, I guess, off the top of my head. Uh, Soon we'll be launching Top 100 Most Influential Women in Business in 2013. Uh, We're going to be doing uh, Edmonton's Best Dress Contest where we partner with a local uh, store that sells male and female clothing and then do the street photography over a period of months and then have people submit their own photos with the winner getting a photo shoot and. Like a shopping spree? Neither of us will
1: will make that list.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Not unless we radically change our wardrobe. (laughs) Just just for (laughs) the one photo that you send in. Yeah, that's right. Uh, All all we need is one photo, Scott. That's true. So I think we need to start planning this today.
1: There you go. (laughs) Okay.
2: And then uh, something along the lines of recognizing outstanding mentors in Edmonton, uh, both public and private mentors, even if it's uh, like a top 200 mentors or a series of 10 people per week. Just where different Edmontonians write their own 1,000 word article about somebody who's doing amazing mentorship, and that might not be recognized otherwise.
0: Huh? That's very cool. And that's just off the top of your head.
2: Yeah. Well, things (laughs) just like one thing we encourage for everybody on the team is to be creative. Read different blogs. Read different magazines. And you know, like that's how new ideas happen. It's just putting different ideas together that you already have. So, time does the top 100, boom, do it for the Wanderer.
0: Yeah, it's a cool idea. It's a cool idea. Now, I've noticed, uh, I've started to notice you guys getting talked about a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was at a meeting last week where uh, where a couple of the ladies in, in this on this committee I sit on were talking about the Wanderer. How have you guys worked to try to get the word out about the website? I mean, because you can't just create it, build it, and they will come. No. Unless... You know, your search engine optimization yeah. is really
2: good. <laughs> or if you're like a celebrity that just automatically has that background. Okay. And
0: I'm not saying that you're not a celebrity, <laughs> either of you,
2: but... Mm. Well, for the, the Wanderer, uh, when we launched on July 5th, uh, 2012, we said that like we're the premier... Uh, a magazine <laughs> on campus which pissed the hell out, out of the gateway I'm sure those guys are always angry <laughs> they're
1: not really a magazine <laughs> no that's well, true. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah
2: I think we said like news source or something like that Ooh. that might have pissed them <laughs> yeah <laughs> for sure but that's why you do it because it's going to get people going to it to read yeah.
0: people
3: uh, like scandal <laughs> we scandal- need to start a
2: scandal <laughs> yeah. but with the Wanderer it's been just slowly creeping or just like slowly increasing their, their, their readership and just the baseline is quality writing. That's what's going to keep people coming back. And over time, you'll launch a new contest or a new project or have this great article that brings in 10 new people. And then, you know, the top 100 most influential undergraduates, that was huge in terms of bringing out new readership. And then met with Jeff, who did the Edmontonian, talked with him, talked with lots of different people in the city who care about these things. So you have them coming as well. So it's, it's a back and forth of providing good content, that people will gravitate to through word of mouth, but also actively seeking out people who are going to share it through their social connections. Sure, I
3: think, yeah, that's the biggest thing is just talking it up at all these different events. Like, we were at a good 100 a week few weeks ago, and so now 100 more people know about the Wander, and <laughs> um, anything like that, I just kind of talk it up to you and kind of refer people there and friends of friends, and it's like a, like a literal social media.
1: What you need to do is you need to get onto a very popular local podcast. Yeah. Where a oh, lot of people of might yeah, listen weird. to we're it <laughs> and, and learn about what's going yeah, on. Yeah, can you recommend
0: yeah. any? Yeah, we're still know. looking for. Yeah. Some. I really can't. I can't. There no? are no good podcasts. Yeah. Well, that's gonna be hard. Like, this yeah. is a start,
2: but I mean, well,
3: <laughs> we're thinking. Yeah,
0: I don't know if it, I wouldn't. I wouldn't quite call it a start. <laughs> 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 but but you. <laughs> what's this called again? <laughs> Why are we here? I don't know. Yeah. The I don't know studio. Something like that. Mm. Something like yeah. that. But you've done you've done virtually no advertising. It's all been. Hey, check this
1: out, or someone sharing a, an article, or that kind of thing. Yeah, Word of mouth is, uh, is actually a powerful and underrated advertising tool. It totally especially is. Especially in the interconnected world that we live in today. Social media, especially in Edmonton of all places, we have a thriving social media community. Yes. And they like to share stuff all the time. Yeah, big time. They like to share the awesome stuff, and they like to share awful stuff
2: yeah (laughs) we've been on the bad end sometimes it happens is that right yeah Yeah.
0: that you've you have created scandal
2: controversy i know for the gateway they had uh they had an empty ad box once and we did a little snapshot of the ad (laughs) box saying like oh print Media's going out (laughs) (laughs) didn't like that and but i mean you experiment with different types of articles sometimes you post something knowing this is going to piss some people off but (laughs) That's how you kind of find where you are as a magazine. You can't all just be perfect, like planned out writing.
0: Do you have a business plan, but you're not sure where to go from there? Do you want to increase sales? Get noticed? Wow your audience? Make your mom proud? Well, we've got you covered. We're connected, we're creative, and we're innovative. We are strategy first. If you've got a great product or service and you want the whole world to take notice, call Focus Communications. Let's start a conversation. Go to focuscom.ca.
1: Are you looking for current, relevant, highly specialized digital media instruction you need to seek out? The Guru. Guru Digital Arts College offers intense six-month programs that simulate real-world projects. You'll work in small classes in a casual professional environment and meet industry pros who offer a mentor-style approach to learning. Some institutions make the same claim, but with Guru, you'll develop the confidence to get out and become a part of the digital media community. Come visit us anytime. Check out a class, talk with our instructors, and be part of the Guru experience. For more information, email info at or call 1-877-429-4878. We should take a moment. Yes, we should. To do something that uh, we don't dread to do, really. No. It's something we look forward to. I, I think about it the whole show. Exactly. You really aren't even focused on the show. <laughs> You're focused almost myopically on this one part of the show. Yeah. And can, that is the time when we thank our sponsors. Yeah. And,
0: uh, and we'll start by thanking uh, the, the men and women fighting the good fight over at Focus Communications. Focus, as you know, is run by uh, Dean and Sue. The Fabulous Humans. The Fabulous Humans, yes. Um, it's a PR company, and they're involved in all kinds of stuff in and around Edmonton. Um, you can check out their website, focuscom.ca. And we're very appreciative uh, to have their support, to have had their support
1: over the, the entire run of Season 4. And uh, since, I want to say Season point 0.5, maybe <laughs> Season 2, Yeah, uh, we've had the support of... Guru Digital Arts College. That's true. They are the Hogwarts of social, of digital media. I was going to say social media. That's, that's also kind of true. Yeah, they're, But of digital media in Edmonton.
0: They're more like, uh, sorry, there's a fruit fly. around. <laughs> yeah.
1: This is terrible. Uh, and of course, they are led by their Dumbledore-esque headmaster, Owen Briarly. Owen, who is at this very moment, at the time of this recording, in New York, uh,
0: workshopping a script for a play. For the next two weeks, which is like this guy, this guy, not only, yeah, Yeah. that's right. Yeah, that's true. Um, He, uh, he, not only is he running the foremost digital college in Edmonton, but now he's doing shit in New York. He is, he is living the dream. He might be the new Das Equis most interesting man in the world. (laughs) There you go.
1: I think. Uh, But if you are looking to start a new career That's right That was the point of this In uh, the digital arts You should definitely check out gurudigitalarts.com That's right uh, Or just head down to their fabulous downtown digs And check it out They'll show you around Yeah, just go through the roast doors of the Mercer Warehouse To the second floor And you'll enter a magical wonderland of pixie dust Pixel dust, pixel dust So I misspoke, yes, (laughs) pixel dust and uh, Unicrons Yes
0: (laughs) That's a term. <laughs> that is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> now um, it's interesting that you're you're also volunteer run, mm-hmm. um, and y- you know you, your presence is your website and and your social media presence. But without people really, without sorry, a lot of people knowing what the Wanderer Online is, is it difficult for you and your volunteer writers to get access to people to events? Uh, in order to cover them like what, what what have the challenges been there and how have you overcome those
2: i say at the start uh it was difficult for access because we're like yeah we're the wanderer we want to cover this and they're like what <laughs> and over time it's just word of mouth spreads to the point that uh people sort of know who you are and then we do the top 100 and then you create like you you put yourself as the authority by creating a list, all of a sudden people want to be on the list. And then you have all the different faculties at the U of a sharing it, being like, I'm on this. And their parents are sending it around being like, I'm so proud of you, son. It's like we, we were joking around in a bar about doing this. And now people feel so empowered. I wish,
0: uh, I wish you weren't right about people wanting to be on lists <laughs> yeah. and people wanting to
1: read lists.
2: People love to talk people about themselves. Yeah. yeah.
1: There's a reason Cracked.com is a successful <laughs> website. <laughs> yeah. And it's because they have distilled comedy down to lists. lists. Yeah. And it works. Yeah. Yeah, totally.
0: You
3: can make a list about anything. And if people are on it, they will take that and run with it, if it's positive.
2: And we have a top 50, like, date places in Edmonton uh, article coming out that one of our writers has been working on for, like, a month with, like, a map and everything. Wow. And, yeah, lists. People, it's short, it's easy to consume. Consume. But in terms of getting access to the different places around the city, uh, Blue, who can't be here today, she's our business editor. And she created something called the Edmonton Visionary Series, which is now a part of our website. If you go on, it's where like the flashing eye is. Yeah. And she just uh, sent stuff off to Mandel, to Sandra Gajic, uh to Jean comet and all those, like a few other people, Omar Mualim. Uh, and we got interviews with them, and then that's put us in the door. And now we like we do reviews consistent consistently. They're usually positive. And they love it, and they tweet. They'll they'll tweet it out, you know. So you have to get your your foot in the door just by asking, and once somebody gives it to you, that's when you can run with it.
1: People like to be on on lists, and uh, it is a feather in their cap. But if you start doing bottom lists, yeah, (laughs) you would definitely stand out. Because I don't think there are many places publishing the bottom one hundred (laughs) businesses in Canada.
2: In well, Edmonton.
1: Not
0: yet. The I Evil
2: mean, 50. not,
3: well, not like, after today.
2: We've thought about doing 50. it for sports. We might do it for sports. The Evil 50? <laughs> not the Evil, the top, the top 10 worst Edmonton athletes of the week.
0: Ooh. Ouch. I think that'd be really interesting. I think yeah. that could spark a lot of discussion. <laughs> yep. Um, now, I know that you are a student at Faculté Saint-Jean, uh-huh. and I know that you've talked about the bilingual aspect or yeah. making the Wanderer bilingual. <laughs> And I'm, I'm looking at it right now, and most of what I see is in English. English. So how far have you guys gotten with that?
2: Yeah, we have our new French editor, Stéphane Erickson, who's a phenomenal trilingual writer. And he's doing a lot of the bilingual content for us. But we're slowly, slowly spreading out. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's too bad that most of our stuff is in English. And I think that's just the reality of Alberta, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but we're slowly branching out into French.
1: That's very cool. I think that's weird to say about Alberta because I'm under the impression that we have the largest French-speaking population in the western part of the country, actually.
2: That might be true. And we have Compi-Saint-Jean, and that's where we're we're pulling from. So we have a number of people that are going to write. They haven't like, contributed the articles yet, but that's what we want to access because like, Compi-Saint-Jean is like, the western French uni- like, university campus. So... Yeah, you're right. We have there's like over hun- there's hundreds of thousands of like Francophone in Alberta, and that's what we want to tap into.
1: Like my my dad grew up speaking French as a first language, and he's native Albertan. Mm-hmm. Cool. So and I know that that's not unique to him and his family. There's there's a um, lot of French speakers in Alberta.
0: So is is the plan to translate the whole site like eventually for every article to be bilingual or? Is that, is that me being way too? Angry Maybe if, if I, we
2: monetize yeah. and pay somebody to do it. That's right. But I don't see that happening.
0: Sure. Okay, cool. Um, so what are you guys planning to do for your birthday? Cause it's, it's almost July. i yeah. <laughs> the sure the wonder is going to be one. There's gotta be a <laughs> yeah. cake or something. There'll be something.
2: <laughs> yeah. No uh, ideas, huh? Well, we have a party that uh, originally it was going to be the top 100 party and it's taken longer to organize than we thought. Uh, but we'll have a, like some sort of wanderer party in July. I'm not sure if it's going to be the July 5th. It might be one of those you celebrate it a few weeks after kind of thing. Yeah, totally.
0: But I think you should mark the occasion because a year... I mean, we were we were unabashed about our first huh. birthday. We
1: invited local mucky mucks we to did. our first birthday. Yeah. And like two of them showed up. Yeah,
0: out of like 50. Something like that. Yeah, we need to start writing more lists. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I really feel like that would help us a lot. <laughs> now, uh, you're... You're not just working on the wanderer, you might actually be uh one of the busiest dudes in Edmonton. You've got so much shit on the go and and Brianna, I don't want to say that you're along for the ride but but you're you're helping a lot of you're helping Emerson do a lot of this this stuff um so tell first of all, tell me about um the presentation you gave at Pechacucha uh this yeah. past thursday yeah and and what what you're doing with sure. with that
2: okay so Uh, Petra Kucha, I was really happy to present because I sent in, it's actually an idea that my mom had. And my mom has all these great ideas, and then I'll just be like, okay, that's great, I'm going to do it. And uh, she had this idea just in the backyard about doing SMART, uh, creating an organization called SMART, Single Mothers Achieving Results Together, because it's so hard for single moms in Edmonton to do anything else than raise children and work. That leisure time is like a far off dream. So uh, we've started putting the organization together and I thought what better way to talk about it than at Petra Kucha with hundreds of really engaged Edmontonians. So did the presentation and uh, yeah working on it now and I'm going to slowly pass it on to my mom and say okay you're the chair of this go for it and put a strong team around her and yeah.
0: That's really cool.
2: Yeah and yeah she was crying and everything when I came back and sat down it's like uh, so, yeah, it went well.
0: <laughs> you made your mother proud. Yeah,
2: totally. Also,
1: you made your mother cry. <laughs> <so> you <made, laughs> I'm a
2: horrible human being. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but wait, there's more. Because Emerson and Brianna are also planning a conference that's happening on July 22nd. June, June 22nd. June 22nd, my apologies. Saturday. So that when this podcast comes out, it will happen three days later. Mm. Uh, what is that all about?
2: Yeah, so the June 22nd conference is called Stand Up for Edmonton the the University of Alberta's place in Edmonton and it's all about creating a discussion about the way the UV interacts with Edmonton. It's like make something Edmonton with a UV focus. So the UV has this huge presence like I mean, even though people say it's an Ivory Tower, it makes so many contributions to Edmonton, but there's so much room for improvement. One example would be like I was on I was with the Park Island Community Association for two years. And one thing I've found with community leagues is a lot of the boards are vacant. There's a lot of vacant spots. Fill those up with professors and students, people who are young, energetic. That's just one example of like, what we want to talk about in this conference is, here's our strength. What can we do better? And make it really aspirational.
0: So what kind of, uh, what kind of sessions will be happening uh, throughout the day? And who have you got that's going to be speaking?
3: We have a really impressive lineup. Um, it's going to be great. Um, Mayor Mandel is going to do our closing keynote, which is awesome. Um, and this whole conference kind of got started after his um, mm-hmm. address to the city about that we need to stand up for Edmonton after the budget cuts happened. Uh, we have Ruth Kelly from Alberta Venture. We have Brad Ferguson from EEDC. Uh, Brittany LeBlanc,
2: um, Todd Babiak. Todd Babiuk. Uh, Chris Labossiere, like Labossiere. Yeah. All these amazing people.
3: All,
1: all the usual suspects.
3: All yeah. the yeah. usual. All the it's usual true. Edmonton yeah. boosters. It,
2: It's true. It's, it's that's true. like. It's the usual suspects, but the only the difference here is it's the usual suspects from the doer community with the usual suspects from the U of A, which is like what doesn't because they each do their own things, but we want to put them in the same room.
0: Right. So. So, again, how have you advertised this conference and how many people are you expecting Uh, to come and all that?
2: So we've been advertising this through word of mouth, basically through a website. Through uh, the Twitter hashtag #StandUpYEG, okay. Uh, through a Facebook page, but people sign up on Facebook and they're not going. It's <laughs> yeah, mostly that, through yeah, it's right. Eventbrite. Right. So we have the Eventbrite going. We have 150 confirmations. Uh, we're going for over 200 because there's that 20% rule. 20% of people are not going to be going. True enough. Especially after Petra Kucha and TEDx, if there's a similar kind of audience. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's fair. Yeah, so we have one fifty, we're shooting for over two hundred, it's free. Uh, we're trying to spend the least amount of money on or possible on this and yeah, so far it seems like there's a there's a good appetite for attendance.
0: Well that's really good and it sounds like it could be it could be pretty pretty interesting. Now, Brianna, you said that this all part of this came out of the mayor's state of the city address uh, and the massive reduction in, in post secondary spending. Um, how has how have the your counterparts at the University of Calgary reacted to this? Because before we started recording, you mentioned something about them being concerned about this conference. What what was that all about?
2: Yeah, so I got a call from an MLA who is an avid supporter of the U of A, being like, "M, uh, like, what's this all about?" Because apparently, some people at the U of C. I don't know who, but apparently they thought it's the UVA beating their chests, trying to like create some, like create a positive discussion about university, or like about their own university, and they're just kind of thrown off, being like, okay, this is great because people are talking about it. Yeah. Uh, but on the other hand, just. Weird. Well, I, the, would,
1: I would turn that around on them and i just say, well, why don't you do exactly. a similar things down at Calgary? For absolutely? Sure. Well, yeah, because
3: yeah. I think the UFC's response came out of there's been talk with the budget cuts that to consolidate faculties, that arts will only be at U of A, U of C won't have an arts faculty, engineering will only be at so one. So maybe the timing would So a I think suspect. the timing, yeah, okay. so they kind of thought that this was like U of A's bid to say, you should give us all the faculties. Um, <laughs> yeah, and just shut down and that just U of C. with yeah. yeah. the yeah. Calgary yeah. students here. here. Yeah. And because that's kind of where the discussion has been. That's not what it is. It's about U of A's role in Edmonton. Uh, why we're financially and otherwise yeah. an important part of this community. Um, U of C should definitely do the same. Um, for Calgary. You hear
1: that, U of C? Okay. Get your shit Shall- together. <laughs> and of course, like the entire faculty of the U of C are avid listeners of our show. So this is <laughs> this is a great opportunity <laughs> to reach out to them. Exactly. It's it's <laughs> funny it's funny that they'd be concerned about that because
0: it actually does feed nicely into the the narrative about the creation of the U of A, which was that Edmonton was named the capital of the province. And so people lobbied to have the provincial university in Calgary. And I don't remember if it was the premier at the time, but he said, don't worry, the University of Alberta will be south of the North Saskatchewan River. <laughs> Directly <laughs> south. <laughs> and that was like the second big fuck you to Calgary. Oh, wow. I <laughs> did not know that. Yeah, no, that's a little history lesson for you. So 150 people so far, there's tickets left. Yep. And you can find them at standupyeg.eventbrite.ca. Dot com. <laughs> Dot com. okay.
3: You and I it. think what's different and important about this conference is it's not just people talking because there's so many discussions about why post secondary is valuable and why um, academia is valuable. And it's not just talk and it's not just bitching about stuff like that. Yeah. It's, where that's why we want these like the usual suspects there, people in these kind of power positions that to just introduce people. There's a lot of students when um, I did my degree that I didn't know these people existed or what they did or how I could get involved, um, but I love being involved and being engaged. And once I got involved with a lot more organizations, um, that's how I built on my education and my, now my career. So I think it's very important for students to seek out those opportunities and it's just about getting the names, getting the connections and showing them what's available and how they can get more involved. Um, so that's what students can look for at this conference. It's more than just talk.
0: And, and that, that leads me to another question. Is the audience primarily students so far? Or uh,
2: It's going to be really varied. Okay. Like looking at Eventbrite, I don't know half the names. Oh, good. It's, it's so a lot of community It's not people. just our
3: friends signing up feeling so No, impressed.
0: that's terrific. It's, I mean, that's great. really
2: good. It's great. Good for you guys. Well, uh, yeah.
0: re- I really look forward to that, and I look forward to uh, reading more at the wanderer .com. .com. You okay. got it. There you go. <laughs> it's about that time, Scott.
1: Is it already that time? It seems early. Oh, here we go. It's time. Okay. Trust me. It's time for the fast fifteen. That's right.
0: My most exciting part of the show. But this time, it's not a fast fifteen. It
1: would be a fast sixteen That is because correct. we have two guests. And we like to give them an even number of questions.
0: Now, I did brief our guests on the process before you arrived, um, so they know that the fast fifteen, the fast sixteen, involves a series of uh, rapid-fire questions—twelve uh, of them to start with. Uh, then we'll go, uh, Bree Emerson, Bri, or, sorry, Brianna Emerson, Brianna Emerson, uh, and then I'll end the questioning with two wildcard questions for each of you, tailored specifically to you. Not for. Two, two each. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> That's right. So here we go. The fast sixteen, starting with you, Brianna. Your favorite food.
3: My favorite food, pizza.
0: Emerson, your favorite color. Green. Brianna, Mac, PC, or Linux.
3: Linux.
1: Really. I think that is our first <laughs> answer.
3: That's fantastic.
1: <laughs> I think that is the first one. <laughs> We've been I've, doing the fast fifteen for four years. <laughs> for four years. Well, and that is the first person the cycle. who has not said PC or Mac. You are welcome back to the show <laughs> at any <laughs> on any occasion. With yeah. you can come in on any guest as well. You just walk in the door and <laughs> yeah. you're in the. Be so like, audio. what's up, bitches?
0: I love Linux. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be amazing. Great answer, Emerson. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Brianna, coffee or tea? Tea. Emerson, your favorite holiday?
2: Summer. <laughs> That works. <laughs> that is acceptable.
3: That is acceptable. Brianna,
0: your favorite sport?
3: <laughs> jousting.
1: Really? <laughs> jousting. <laughs> I
3: told That's him not a, to do ask. Do you
1: do you regularly joust? I
3: have never jousted. Would
1: you want to joust? <laughs> no. Because it's dangerous. Because
3: it's dangerous. I think that I think you'd <laughs> probably be an
1: excellent verbal
0: jouster. jouster.
3: Yeah. Verbal jousting. I'd go watch jousting. Or there fencing. you go. There
0: you go. Wonderful. There you go. Emerson, your favorite pastime? Uh, Reading. Uh, Brianna, your favorite music right now?
3: Uh, the National.
0: Emerson, your favorite movie? The Notebook. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> sort of. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Because you look like Ryan Gosling? <laughs> <laughs> Emerson does look like Ryan Gosling, everybody. Um, <laughs> Brianna, your favorite
1: video God. game? <laughs> You're getting all the right <laughs> questions, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um... I don't play video games.
1: Would it be the video game Joust? <laughs> Probably. I
3: liked Mario Party. That is there you a, go. That a, is a Excellent video game. answer. I was Yoshi. I like Yoshi. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Emerson, if you could have one superpower, what would it be?
2: Uh, non-stop running. Your, can, your, 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 your uh, muscles never tire.
0: Can't you already sort of do that? And then sort of. All right. That's a good answer. Now we're on to our wild card questions. Brianna, starting with you. Who or what inspires you to do all the stuff that you do?
3: Uh, Malcolm Gladwell. Really? Yeah, Hmm. I really like Malcolm Gladwell. I really like his career trajectory and just everything he's done. Um, And I just have big ambitions and I just like, yeah, he's my inspiration and all his kind of concepts inspire me. Excellent. just keep doing Hmm. things, yeah.
0: Great answer. Emerson, what made you choose to stay in Edmonton? You've lived here for a long time. Were you born here? Yeah, born here. Born here and you've stayed.
2: Yeah, I stayed because I got into New York University and it cost $50,000 for tuition <laughs> per year. So I'm like, not going there. There you so go. So it was
1: practical reasons.
2: Practical right. reasons. And then as time goes on, it's like you, you, you start to realize how great Edmonton is and what a great place it is to be at this age.
0: Cool. That's a great answer. Same question to you, Brianna. What made you choose to come here and why are you staying here? Because you're from Calgary, right? I am
3: from Calgary. Don't hate me. Um, <laughs> I came to Edmonton last year to go to the U of A to do my masters in English Uh, because again I got into I got into Columbia um, it was one hundred and fifty thousand dollars oh my lord Um, so that seemed awful U of A paid me to be yeah (laughs) totally Uh, so that was great but um, while I was here I um, kind of fell in love with Edmonton Um, I just love the culture diversity I agree with Emerson it's a great time to be like a young person here I got involved um, with a lot of organizations I met a lot of really cool inspiring people. and I, I kept joking with my friends in Calgary that I went out more in Edmonton than I did in Calgary because there was just so much to do. Um, and so I knew I went to stay. I came back. I got a fantastic job with where Edmonton Magazine, and I continued to stay involved with the organizations. I just I want to yeah, ask like. one
0: follow-up question Absolutely. because I think it's really interesting. Fast seventeen. Was it hard? Yeah. Was it hard for you when you first got here to find stuff to do? Because that's a common complaint that I hear from yeah. people. It's hard to find shit to do in this town. Huh.
3: Yeah, when I moved, I was like, I'm just going to be alone here. I'm going to go back to Calgary on the weekends. I'm never going to do anything. Uh, But the friends I made um, were all in my graduate program. And they were all also not from Edmonton. They were from Vancouver and Saskatchewan. And so we were all kind of tourists in our own city. Um, So we decided we're like, we just need to find things to do. So kind of with all these other people that weren't familiar with Edmonton, we went out and sought things to do. Um, And then during that time, I used the local good. And I used where as resources places I work for now ironically Um, and so we kind of took the initiative um, to do it on our own um, because we had to. Good for Mm -hmm. you that's cool.
0: Now our last our last wild card question on the new Fast 17 for you Emerson is what is your next project going to be because I get the sense that you're not Uh, quite finished yet.
2: Okay so the next project uh, I'm starting a high school magazine that's gonna be like the Wanderer but for high school. Wicked, which serves as a start, like a talent funnel or a, a talent, like a, ta- or a talent pipeline, yeah, up uh, to the Wanderer, so that even before students come to the UV. it's like the Wanderer Junior, yeah, exactly. And we're trying to think if watch a Wanderer Junior <laughs> as a <in> name. That's <laughs> pretty funny. Same design, you're... just just with a Junior next <laughs> to it, and all your like all your <laughs> Thank you. You can take. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, but something like that because I think. The Wanderer has done a good job of bringing university students, at least at the U of A. Now we have Grant McEwen writers more and more. Good. Uh, it's done a good job of engaging university students, talking about Edmonton. Why not do it with high school? and high, like, Get them excited to stay. Exactly. Yeah. And once they start writing for the Wanderer, it's even a recruitment tool for the U of A. Because they can take the top students that would be thinking about going to Columbia or to McGill or something... And now it's like they're writing for the Wanderer. They're talking with UVA students. It's a good recruitment tool.
0: I think that's a great idea. I I look forward to the Wanderer Junior. (laughs)
2: Thanks. And it's going to launch early September, right before school.
0: Great. Very cool. And that's the Fast 16 slash 17 with Emerson Chorba and uh, Brianna Morozik. That's correct. I said it correctly. Now, before we wrap up, Mm -hmm. how... Do people who are interested in writing for The Wanderer, how should they get in touch with you? What's the best way?
2: Uh, go to The Wanderer online and then go to the contact section at the bottom of the page and send off an email and we'll get back quickly and we'll set something up. We, we try to be pretty quick. Sometimes we're a little bit slow, but yeah, just contact us and we'll get back. Terrific.
0: Excellent. Well, thank right you both on, yeah. Yeah, thank you for fabulous. being on the show. It's great to meet people who have taken the internet from a silent, boring place, and turned it
1: into a vibrant uh, forum for discussion yes. and ideas. You're doing great work. Thank you for being thank on you. the Thanks
3: show. Thanks so much. Yes,
1: thank you. Cool. Now, uh,
0: what's what's coming up next for us? Well, we have one more episode yeah. left it's this almost,
1: season. It's almost the end for us. It is. Not, almost. not literally the end. No, not literally. No, that, that would be awful. That would be terrifying. Uh, but uh, certainly we will be taking our usual summer break. That's true. After our next episode. Yep. And uh, we have something special lined up. I'm going to preface that by saying that we don't know what it is yet. That's right. No. But we have something special on it. We have no or idea. But we will in the next week. I
0: was think I had a really original idea that we could do like a paintball episode. Because I don't think that's ever been done. <laughs> no, that's,
1: that's true. Yeah. Or, or we could do a musical episode. And I, I, think, I don't think anybody's <laughs> ever done that either.
0: I think my idea works better for audio podcasting. I agree, yeah. actually, yeah. Musical, no. No, that's no. more of a
1: visual thing. Yeah. 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 But uh, we will... <laughs> <laughs> We will have something lined up for our last episode. And it will be memorable. It will be memorable. Even if it's just... Us talking. <laughs> like an hour of awkward humming and hawing. You'll remember that. It's true. And you'll wish that you never heard it. <laughs>
0: but it, it will be something special for sure. So, so look forward we're... to that in our, on our next episode.
1: And uh, we will hear...
0: You know, you will hear from us then. Yes.
1: You've been listening to The Unknown Studio, episode 88. Our guests Emerson Chorba and Brianna Morozik. Reproduction by Adam Rosenhart. Post-production by Scott C. Bourgeois. The Unknown Studio is a proud member of the League of Extraordinary Media. You can visit us on the web at theunknownstudio.ca. Thanks for listening. Are you into ducks
0: yes their penises are really weird wait daisy duck doesn't have a penis
1: fuck <laughs> that's awful